Can we welcome you to the Name of God series? Today is Jehovah Rapha. Look at your neighbor and say, Jehovah Rapha. Some say Rapha, some say Rafi. It doesn't matter whether you're from the south or the north. You just say it, right? It's the Lord who heals you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the Lord who heals you. Who heals you? The Lord who heals you. Before I read our scripture, a teacher had an assignment in Sunday school, and she wanted the children to demonstrate, Miss Monica, you can try this sometime, who Jesus was to them and his name. So the first little boy walked up with a glass of water, and he drank that water, and he said, Jesus is the living water. Oh, the little kindergartners just shouted and cheered. The next little boy came up with a loaf of bread, and he said, Jesus is the bread of life, and he proceeded to eat that bread. Come on, somebody. The next little girl came up with a pill and a blanket, and the teacher said, now, Sally, Sally, this is not time for nap time. No, no, no. Jesus is my rest, teacher. Come on. Can I get an amen? Then said one more. So little Johnny came up. Little Johnny was holding something behind his back. She couldn't tell what it was. Said, little Johnny, what you got behind your back? He held out a whole of as many eggs not cooked that he could hold in his hand. He proceeded to the sweet little girl on the front row and he went over and cracked every one of those eggs on her head. And as the yolk ran down his face, the teacher said, Johnny, we do not do things. Oh, oh no, teacher. I am presenting to the class today. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. And now she has it. <laughs> Don't try that at home. So, okay. Exodus 15 and 26 says, For I am the Lord that heals you. The first time Jehovah Rohokeni in Hebrew in the Strong's Concordance means I am the Lord who heals you. Isaiah 53 and 5. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are, we are healed. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit. Speak to my brothers and sisters, thank you for strengthening me. Thank you for giving me your courage. And thank you for anointing me this morning. This is a tender part of your name to me. And I pray that I would do it justice. But most of all, speak to your children. Let your glory be seen in this house. And may our faith be enlarged that you are the God who heals us. Someone say amen. God is not, not, God is not only someone who heals. He is a healer. Let me paint the difference. I can paint. I've painted a wall here and there, Cheryl, but I am no painter. Can I get an amen? It's something I can do, but it's not who I am. I can run if you're chasing me with a knife. I can run really fast with a gun. I'm just going to run zigzag, but I can run. If I'm on the greenway and a storm comes up, I can run, but I am not a runner. I can do that, but it's not who I am. I can build. Did you know I can build? I can build things. I can take two pieces of bread and put meat in the middle of them. I can build a sandwich. Come on, somebody. But I am no builder. I can play the piano. It took six years to my mother said, you have to retire. You're driving us all crazy. Um, but I am not a pianist. I can guarantee you that none of you want me to play the piano at your wedding. I was telling Christine last night about her, her Christine Courtney's dad, Pastor Hank, and he played the B3 Hammond. And before we married the first time, 1979, Pastor Connie, you'll love this. His cousins, Kent and Kim, who loved him, we were in San Diego, and uh, they asked him to play the organ for the wedding. Well, he played every song you could think of from the Beatles. And as they marched out the back, he was having the time of his life. He got carried up in the moment with all the pedals on a B3 and all the keys, and he began to play so loud. Let me be there in your morning. Let me be there. In 
And then he just belted back and began to sing it. I remember the bride and groom coming down the aisle, loving him and looking at him like, what in the world is he doing? Come on, somebody. He was having the time of your life. Maybe there's things that you can do, but that's not who you are. But God not only heals in his fabric of his DNA, he is a healer. This is another revelation of who he is. And it's only in moments of crisis that we learn these sides of God. You never knew and I never knew who El Shaddai was, the all-sufficient one, until we met a crisis and we had nothing. And he said, I am more than enough. Can I get an amen? You never knew him as the Lord Nisi, the Lord, your mighty warrior, until you were overcome with something that seemed impossible and push back against the wall and the Lord your warrior delivered you. You never really knew what Jireh meant until you came to a moment that you did not have provision. You came to a moment you did not have the things that you needed and he stepped through just in time. You never really knew what Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, we've not gotten to what that means until you got to a place that no drug could bring you peace. Can I get an amen? No wine could bring you peace. No relationship could bring you peace no binge watching Netflix could bring you peace no watching okay I'll leave it alone until you found that he was your peace and we will never know him as a healer until the first time he heals and I can tell you today that when he heals you you know he is a healer give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning Rafe, the healer. In the Hebrew, the root form, the lexicon is to cure, to heal, to mend, to put back together again. How powerful. To cure, to heal, to mend, to put back together again. Sometimes we don't know how we're going to make it. We don't know how we're going to put our life back together. There's moments, there's seasons, we wonder. There's maybe big pain and heartbreak and loss, sudden terrible loss, circumstances that you caused in your life, circumstances someone else caused in your life, are things that just simply happened in this fallen world. Sometimes it's not a huge trauma. Sometimes it's not a big trial, but it's relationships relationships being torn away but he says to you he says to those listening today and he says to me I am the Lord who cures who heals who mends who puts things back together again give him a shout of praise in this house come on now the Lord who does that and he says I am the Lord who heals you I'm going to tell you this morning this church's motto has been for years it's okay not to be okay. We have never invited the polished and the scoffed in here. I don't think that's a word, but I just made up. But we invite people just to come in. There's people in here healing and people that are being healed. It's okay not to be okay. What was intended to tear you apart, God intends it to set you apart. Whatever happened, whatever unfolds, Whatever unravels in your life and you need mending, you will never be undone because Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, will step in and he will mend the unmendable, he will cure the uncurable, and he will put you back together again. Someone say amen. He's not calling for perfect people. 
You know, some things that are ragged or frazzled on the edge often get thrown away. My sister, Pastor Connie, threw away one of my grandmother's blankets in the trash can. I went and dragged it out and said, sis, she goes, it's raveling. I said, raveling never stopped me. You, you don't know what that's like. I said, I've got to have this because it was my grandmother's. It's the same thing with us. Those who trust in the Lord will never be undone. And when the garment of our lives seems frazzled and ragged, and on the edge, God says, you know what? That doesn't disturb me. You know what? That doesn't detour me. You know what? That doesn't disappoint me. You know what? That doesn't overwhelm me. I mend, I cure, I heal, and I put back together again. Someone say amen. Sometimes life's pieces are like we don't understand, like a big jigsaw puzzle, how they fit into our life. I don't see how this fits into my life that I went through right here. I don't see how this fits into my life. I don't see how it works together for good. Even us that have been educated in seminary still wonder in fragile moments of our life, dear God, how does this fit into the fabric of my life? I recently saw an advertisement for a jigsaw puzzle that was 42,000 pieces called Around the World. Somebody has got too much spare time. Can I get an amen? I don't even want a 500-piece puzzle. But sometimes we think, I thought this piece of work, of my work, how does this fit into my life? How does this piece of relationships in my life that I've gone through that didn't work fit into my life? How does this piece of what I went through fit into my life? What is it that will make this puzzle of life work? It's the God who heals, who mends, who cures, and he puts it back together again. He takes the pieces that you can't understand. He takes the pieces that make no sense right now in this moment. And he says, you just give me the opportunity. I, the Lord, will put you back together again. Someone give him a shout of praise. My in-laws were geniuses at puzzles. If you ever went to their house, the cabin, they're both in heaven. But they had a little place where they did puzzles. And they'd drink a little coffee, Jim, Marva, and they'd go over and they'd put a few pieces together. And I thought it'd be great if Hank Davis and I did the same thing. Christine was little and we had a chihuahua named Spike. And so that fits into this story. So in the middle, of, I said, we need to work a puzzle like your parents. Pastor Hank knowing me thought, hey, this ain't going to go well for her. This is not going to go well for her. Okay, that's great. So I put it out there, and, I, and then when I'd get frustrated, say, you've got to fix this today. This is driving me crazy. Until finally, Spike the Chihuahua Wawa, he ate a piece. Christine lost a few pieces. And one day, I took that thing and threw it in the trash. Can I get an amen? But I'm going to tell you, it's amazing what God can do. I could have brought you many hanging in my walls that my in-laws did. This was my husband's favorite. This is the prophets and the kings standing behind sweet Pastor Hank, who's in heaven today, as he would preach the gospel. And they did this. They would do it with one of Waikiki, and we would take these. You see, God doesn't need a box to put your life back together. Jehovah Rapha doesn't need anyone to tell him that's where that piece goes. He doesn't need to t anyone to tell him, oh, they lost seven pieces, the orange pieces. They're underneath the couch over there behind the door. The Lord, your God, knows 
knows where every piece to the picture of your life. He doesn't need the devil to tell him. He doesn't need your enemy to tell him. He doesn't need your friends to tell him. You don't need a group of counselors to tell him. You might need a counselor, a good one. But I'm going to tell you today, God has an image of what your life is going to look like and how it's going to fit together because his name is Jehovah Rapha. He cures, he heals, he mends, he puts back together again. Give him a shout of praise. We're going to go back to advertising Hobby Lobby because y'all won't be able to stop looking at that. I know my people. Come on now. There's been so many times in my life I didn't know how the pieces of my life fit together. My God, I could write a book on that. But I want to tell you, there's a song I used to sing when Pastor Hank was evangelist. I had cassette tapes, and I would sing right before he preached. And one of the crowd's favorites, at least three people, um, was picking up the pieces. You probably remember Pastor Hank singing that from this pulpit of my life, bringing new releases just in time. Just when I've exhausted every way to put it all back together, he comes picking up the pieces of my life. I'm so glad that this church has always been and will always be a place of healing. Jehovah Rapha is always welcomed here. Where Christ the Redeemer, our healer, welcomes people whose lives need to be mended and put back together. This church is a whosoever church. Yes, we love preaching. We love worship. We love discipling people in the ways of the Lord, which we usually get in small groups or or on Wednesday night. We love feeding the homeless. But I want to tell you, this morning I proclaim unto the heavenlies and to the earth here. Ah, that's right. Just sorry. Heard something from the Holy Spirit. And that is it. This is an authorized dealer of the grace of Jesus Christ. We have been authorized. We have been accredited by heaven. The healer is always welcome because this is a healing of house. This is a place where the great physician abides. But they said to Jesus, why do you sit with the tax collectors? Why do you sit with the sick? And he said, I did not come for the well. I did not come for the whole. I came for the broken. I'm going to tell you he came to redeem forever those that are lost. And I'm going to tell you in this house he raises men and women up to be people others thought they could never be. He takes the most unlikely and he causes them to be powerful people of the cross. Can I get an amen? This is a healing church. I have sat behind closed doors with Pastor Hank and myself by myself counseling with women who had walked through abortion. I have smelled what they could smell. I have tasted almost what they could taste. And as their pain would just wreath, I have sat there as Holy Spirit, Jehovah Rapha, would reach down and they, they would begin to wail and cry. And we begin to see that baby with Jesus. I've sat with women who've lost four or five babies to miscarriages. I've watched as Jesus has healed their pain. I've sat with Pastor Hank with wounded male ministers that are all over the nation today as they came to the last day of their life but the grace of Jesus Jehovah Rapha picked them up and raised them up and put them back together again his name is Rapha he heals he cures he mends he puts it back together again somebody give him praise in this house today hallelujah hallelujah this is a healing church and in days to come I put you on notice You might be surprised who you see walk through these doors. All different walks. From all various tragedies and life experiences. 
but you just wait to see as Christ does his best work. As he heals, he cures, he mends, and puts them back together again. And then they will say to those who have been mended, where did you learn to love like that? Where did you learn to pray like that? Where did you learn to speak like that? And they're going to say, it happened at one of the great physicians' house, Church of the Harvest, where the king is allowed to do his best work. God is raising up healers in this house. God is raising up teams in this house. Jehovah Rapha is raising up people that will help others be mended, be put back together in name. I want to say it again. He heals, he cures, he mends, he puts people back together again. His name is Jehovah Rapha. He doesn't just heal. He is a healer. Break him in half. Go to the depths of who he is, and you'll find nothing but a healer. He's never met a disease he was afraid of. He's never met a broken heart he walked away from. He's never found a wounded warrior that he thought, I don't know what to do with him anymore. Oh, I've met a few I didn't know what to do with anymore. But King Jesus just keeps saying, my name is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals, who mends, who cures, and puts back together again. Give him one more shout of praise in this house this morning first time his name is mentioned of Jehovah Rapha is in Exodus 15 that I raise I am the Lord who healeth you the Israelites had just come out of Egypt and they'd crossed the Red Sea at the Red Sea Israel had witnessed the power of God they had just reveled in victory even Moses yes Moses he sings a song and he sings how the Lord is triumphed gloriously the horse and rider which meant Pharaoh and his armies have gone into the sea and they picked up tambourines and they danced and they celebrated and they're doing so great on this page kind of reminds me of you and I on a page of our life but on the next page they journey into the desert but I want to tell you something even when you pass through the desert of your soul you're still on the way to the promised land can I get an amen they were still on track to make it to God's promises and God's provision it was three days without water water had run out but in that moment I'm sure someone thought hey we descended from the height of praise we descended from praise the Lord God hallelujah we were there but all of a sudden we're here you ever been there I've been there wave a hand and let the angels take a snapshot we've all been wave a hand and let the angels take a snapshot we've all been there we could fill in that blank with our own experiences where things were going so great then all of a sudden it seemed like we were walking through a desert if you feel like you're in a desert emotionally or spiritually today, I want to tell you, you are still on task. You are still called by God. You are still loved by God. Sometimes you look back, even King David said, I remember when I walked in the house of the Lord and I worshiped, but today my soul is troubled. But I want to tell you that moment, that day does not define your life. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who cures, heals men and puts back together again. And they're so thirsty. You ever been so thirsty? I mean, you're just so thirsty. They didn't drink. They ran out of water three days in the desert. Someone say the desert. 
We ran out of water in the desert on a boat, Pastor Hank and I, in Havasu years and years ago before we started pastoring. And I literally thought I was going to die. And all of a sudden, as they're crossing it, someone spots what looks like beautiful water out there. And they're so excited. And I imagine the fastest among them began the foot race running toward the water. When you're that thirsty, it's like, get out of my way. You know what I'm saying? And they're running toward that water. And all of a sudden, they get down to that water they get to what they want so bad and when they go to drink it it's bitter someone say bitter but his name is Jehovah Rapha he's the God who can make the bitter things sweet can I get an amen they spit it out they complained to Moses the others came behind him they said don't drink it it's terrible but we're so thirsty you see we have a lot of options today. You can get drinks at TJ Maxx. I'm not talking about alcoholic drinks. You can get water. You can get Coke. You can get water anywhere. I mean, my Lord, if you're thirsty, you can drink out of someone's sink. Can I get an amen? They had no other source, and here they are. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you are there where you feel disappointed, dismayed. Maybe part of you thinks it'd be better if I just died. The heat in the wilderness is so bad. They're complaining, and the Lord says to Moses, because they complain to Moses, Moses cries to God. And God says to Moses, shows him a tree, and he says, Moses, throw the tree in the bitter water. And Moses takes the tree, and he throws it into the bitter water. When he does, the waters are supernaturally made sweet. I don't know about you, but that's my Jehovah Rapha. That is a God who cures, he heals, he mends, and he puts back together again. I'm going to tell you at Mara, the bitter places in our life, the Lord says, don't throw in the towel. Throw in the tree. Calvary, throw in the name of Jesus because Mara will be short-circuited always by the power of the Lord. Those desert places that we feel, those things that seem bitter to us, they hurt us. I'm going to talk about some of mine in just a moment. And we don't know, how can I ever feel like that was a sweet part of my life? How can I ever look at this redeemed? The Lord says, let me put my grace. Let me walk among your Mara. Let me walk among your bitter places. Let me grace it with my healing divine virtue and you will see my name is Jehovah Rapha I am the God who heals who cures who mends and puts you back together again somebody give him a shout of praise in this house hallelujah hallelujah and manna is short Mara is short circuited you see he can heal you where bitterness has taken hold he can heal your soul where doubts have plagued you you see, he's a God that doesn't just heal sickness. We'll get to that in just a moment. But he's a God that can heal you when all hope is gone. He can heal your faith when it seems doubts is overwhelming you. He's a God who says, I'm the one who heals. And his healing is perpetual. His healing is continual. You say, the Lord healed me of a broken heart in this year. It's never done. The Lord continues to heal. Someone say, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the Old Testament closes with a promise. In the close of the book of Malachi, before the Matthew, what we call in seminary, intertestamental times, during that 400-year silence, the, one of the last words to be spoken was, but to you who fear my name, Malachi 4 and 2, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, meaning the long night of winter will be over. And in the opening of the New Testament, someone say grace. 
This Jehovah Rapha, this healer, was born in a manger. He was held in Mary's arm. She held his hands, the hands that were healed. She heard his cries, the cries of the mouth that would speak to the paralytic and say, take up your bed and walk. Jesus is seen healing all the way through the New Testament. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. He came to the leper who had been ostracized and cast out but he put his life back together again so he could hug his wife, his family, so he could do all the things that God had called him to do. I want to tell you, to anyone that feels out of sorts, God can put you back together again. To anyone that feels out of place, he can do it again. He healed the two blind eyes, or two men that had blind eyes, so four eyes, everyone say four, and he did it, and he gave them their first sunrise back. I don't know about you, but there's been strategic moments I'll get to in just a minute when Jesus healed me and I felt like it was the first time I ever really saw the world I don't know if you've ever been on the healing blanket of Jesus Christ and you feel like this is the first time I've ever seen something so great Pastor Billy Burke I was talking to him a long time the other night one of my board of regents and he was telling about this man in Canada and Pastor Billy said to him hey run the run the run the, the the auditorium run well, there was people slain in the spirit everywhere. The pastor of the church is watching, knowing that that man was born blind and thinks, oh, my Lord, they're going to think Pastor Billy is a shuckster. He's a conniver and everything. But he, the pastor said the amazing thing was, Pastor Billy, every time he got to where someone was slain, he just leaped over him, and he couldn't even see. And he ran over there to that man. This is documented. You can pull it up on YouTube, documented by a doctor. He went over to him and said, Barry, you've gone here your whole life. You've always been blind. How did you? pull that off he said I didn't pull it off blind the first person I left over God restored my sight come on somebody give Jesus a shout of praise give Jesus a shout of praise his name is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, who cures, who puts back together again. In Mark 2, the paralytic was lowered through the roof. You know, he could not walk. He dreamed at night of walking and leaping. He dreamed, and then he would wake up. The only thing he saw was the ceiling because he could not walk. He had to be carried, but the room was packed. Look at your neighbor and say it was packed. But he had four friends. I had some friends. I'll show you their picture. He had some friends that were at the top of the roof. And they took off the roof. And they lowered him because people had packed it out. These are my people that lowered me through the roof when I need inner healing. Perry, Matt, Melissa, Denise, and Kinnett. Nothing like a group of people that will say, I'll stay with you. I'll walk with you through your healing. Whatever it takes. I'm telling you, God is calling some people today that will be that kind of healer and say I've no benefit to myself I'm going to tear the roof off this place I'm going to theoretically please if you, if you tear this off fix it as you go please I'm going to tear this roof off and I'm going to get this person in the presence of Jesus what Jesus saw when he looked up was those four sweaty faces looking down. I mean, they just carried him up to the top and they're just staring at Jesus. I believe what he saw was that beautiful faith on their face that said, please, don't disregard him. We love him. He couldn't get to you. We had to help them. I'm going to tell you, I believe God is calling some people to heal others by saying, I've got you. There's nothing in this for me, but I'm going to get you into 
the presence of Jesus. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who cures, who heals, who mends, who puts back together again. And Jesus said to the man, pick up your mat and walk. He not only had him pick up his mat, but he restored his muscle tone, which I've talked to doctors about. That's called atrophy. My dad had it when he fell. It's terrible. I had to watch my dad learn to walk again for weeks. But God instantaneously gave that man muscle power. And the interesting thing I want to tell you is he came through the roof, but he walked out the front door. People that are coming in may come in one way, but they're going out another. Come on. They're going out another. Because Jehovah Rapha, he cures, he heals, he mends, he puts back together again. And the amazing thing is the thing, sisters, that he had held, that held him all his life, that mat, he walks out holding it. I believe there's some people that are being redeemed by the grace of Jesus Christ, the ultimate roof crasher, who says this thing has held you, but now you're going to hold it. Your story has held you back. Your story has pushed you back. Your story is intimidated. Your story has deterred you. But now I'm going to flip this thing. I'm going to say rise up and walk in my strength, and you're going to hold your story by my grace because he heals, he cures, he puts back together again. Someone give him praise this morning. Come on, somebody give him praise this morning. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. I've got Josh coming because I'm, I'm switching into the closing, not quite there yet, but I want him to create an atmosphere. I am the Lord who heals you is what the Lord says. Many other people Jesus healed and he's still healing. Pastor Billy had a man in um, Pennsylvania who was pushed up in a wheelchair and had been paralyzed from her waist down. You can find this on YouTube as well. And the documentation from a doctor. And uh, he said to Pastor Billy, Pastor Billy said, what do you need? Don't you hate that kind of question? Well, I'm sitting in a wheelchair, you know. Um, but Jesus wants you to tell him what you need. He wants you to tell him. You can think it. You can tell your 5,000 best friends. You can put it on social media for 17,000 days and no one's going to help you. You can vent here and vent there, or you can tell it to Jesus. And the man said, I came to be healed. Pastor Billy said, I am no healer. Stand and walk. And the man supernaturally got up, and his legs were restored. Someone give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And he just redid his testimony in a service Pastor Billy just held recently. I am the Lord who heals you. He is the Lord who takes the bitter and makes them sweet. And it gets to be a point that we threw the tree in, which we'll end in that in just a few minutes. It gets to be a point that the things that made hurt you, the fire goes out of that. You may cry when you tell it. Sometimes I'm telling my story and I'm just crying. But the fire left me a long time ago. I want to share with you in these moments up to my end of the day of this message how this church became a healing church, a redeeming church a whosoever church. How your form, your pastors who founded this church, Pastor Hank and I, because we experienced Jehovah Rapha, the God who cures, who heals, who mends, who puts back together again. Nothing that he cannot repair. Psalms 147.3 says he heals the broken in heart and he binds up their wounds. Maybe some things in your life today that feel a little broken, maybe some wounds in there. We'll get to that in a moment. He knows how to bind them up, which is a beautiful term in the Hebrew. It's so powerful. It's, like he, it's almost like he stitches them. 
I love it that the Lord Jesus heals the wounds but leaves the scars. I personally, I told Michael Cook when he showed up first of January, he goes, you know, I got some scars. I said, I don't trust anybody without scars. You got to have scars or I just, I can't rally with you. Because if you don't have scars of something you've been through, then how do I know you can trust the grace of Jesus? You say, well, I'm going to go out and cut myself this afternoon, Pastor Rhonda. We're not talking about those kind of scars, people. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about things that hurt us. As you know, Pastor Hank and I married in 1979. I'm not sharing our whole testimony at all. I'm just getting to one point. And it ended horrifically. Him horrifically hooked on cocaine. Horrifically. Dealer, amount of money he was using, lost our business. Cars were repossessed. Electricity was turned off. Our beautiful little house on 15391, my first home, became a dark, hollow mess were his druggies and he and I don't want to trigger any of my sisters he used to tell this story he's told it all over the world it's been in charisma been on Daystar TV and and um, I left him and came back to Tennessee we were two broken lives the day that I left him his 110 pound he was 185 when I married him with a huge neck loved to lift weights he was down to 110 just skin on bones that night as I got ready to fly out of California he went to church to get saved as he said on the back row you've heard me mention this in other places it was one of those services where the message in tongues interpretation which is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we welcome Holy Spirit here to do that anytime went forth and it was one of those messages just really calling sinners to repent or you're going to go to hell that was the thing this man's life was so broken and a little sweet beautiful grandmother who I know was one of those who welcomed him into the kingdom of heaven I know she was standing there she was just the cutest little thing um, she reached over and said you want to go down they called him Henry and you want to go down he did this but she reached up and uncurled his hands off the pew and walked him to the altar at the altar he knelt cried a thousand tears they said people rejoiced they shouted they'd been praying the whole time we'd been together but it had not happened he rose from that and you would think that I would cancel my plans but listen I was like the rivers of Mara I was full of bitterness full of rejection full of unforgiveness I went on to leave he went on to be saved to be called to preach began to preach all over the world literally and I went on to make my life at Lee University my third year, the Lord began to speak to me that he wanted to do something impossible in me, that he wanted to heal me, mend me, and put me back together again. In fact, the very verse he said to me, I am the Lord who heals you. Those were some rough days when it hurt so hard inside because he began to say, tell me what happened here because I had a lot of mistakes in my own life. It wasn't just my husband's fault. I had so much, just such a young, ignorant person. And I began to tell the Lord all the things that I was mad about and I was hurt about. And I remember one day as I was praying, it's like Jehovah Rapha, I could feel something being pulled out from inside of me. And I just, I was crying so hard. And I had a prayer partner, Mark Schrade, who wasn't in that picture. And uh, I told him later, I said, it felt like roots were coming out. He goes, that's because Hebrews 12 says bitterness is a root. It gets down in there into your heart. It takes root. And if it's allowed to fester, if it's allowed to go unchecked, it will bring forth all kind of harm. And I remember the Lord started pulling up that bitterness. And one day, Christine, this is the craziest thing. I've told this all over the world that I've shared my testimony in these 40 years. The Lord said, now I want you to forgive yourself. So I forgave myself. I want you to forgive Hank. I forgave Hank. And he said, I want you to forgive me. 
said, Kristen, you've not done anything. There's no way I can forgive you. He said, oh, yes, there is. You're right. I've not done anything, but you've blamed me. In the very depth corridors of your heart, you said, why did I let this happen to you? Why did you have to go through all of this? Why did you have to suffer in a testimony that I'll tell sometime maybe next year? I don't know. He said, now forgive me. Now tell me that you forgive me. And I said, God, I forgive you. I forgive you, but you did nothing. He said, just say it. And I want to say to some people this morning, because as I was preparing, the Spirit of the Lord wouldn't let this part go. If you feel at any time of your life that you are angry at God, that's okay. If you feel you are mad at Him, don't let someone too religious tell you you're too far gone. You go out when our dear, uh, when uh, Kelly was our chief musician, Kelly Gowan, someone just sent me one of his messages, not knowing I kind of raised him up. I thought that was funny. But anyway, um, when he lost his child, Pastor Hank said to him, go out in the woods and cuss. If you've got to cuss at God, go out there, say everything. You got to say, I can't do it, Pastor. Oh, yes, you can. You go out there and you leave it in the field. You cry, you wail, you do whatever you have to do. But when you're done, Jehovah Rapha is going to cure you. He's going to heal you. He's going to mend you. He's going to put you back together again. Can somebody give Jesus a shout of praise for who he is? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. It's okay if you need to say to him, I'm upset about this. I don't understand that. The Lord began to heal me of my memories. I can't go into that, but one little segment. Psalms 44 and 21 says, listen, shall not God search this out? For he knows the secret places of the heart. Sometimes things get hidden back in nooks and crannies. And we don't even know that they're there. And the Lord says, I'm Rafa. I want to heal you. You see, the Lord had a purpose for me today. People see me stand on big stages and little. Neither impresses me. Just doing his will. This is my favorite place to preach, barring none. But I could have never done this if Rafe had not said, I've got to heal you of rejection. I've got to heal you of low self-esteem. I've got to heal you of bitterness. I've searched you out, Rhonda. And I remember a strategic moment of that as I was praying. I saw myself headed in to Balboa Street in Southern California. And I thought, I can't go in there. I recently told this on a Sherathon at Daystar. Joni says, tell it every time you tell anything. I can never get tired of it. Well, I'm not going to tell it every time, but I'll tell it to you today. And as I was walking into that house, I sensed a presence beside me. I thought, there's no way I'm going in there. That house held so much pain, darkness, and brokenness. And all of a sudden, I sensed someone beside me. And it was the Lord Jesus. And I remember he had the most beautiful blue crystal eyes. They called him the blue-eyed Nazarene. And as he looked at me, he said, it's okay, Rhonda. I am going in with you. I'm going to tell you, you'll never face anything past, present, or future that Jehovah Rapha won't go with you to bring healing. Someone give him a shout of praise in this room today. Hallelujah. We walked through every room and I'd see the memories being lived on the wall and then Jesus would heal. And my friend had a vision. This is the part I wanted to tell you. He said he saw Jesus reach into my heart and to pull those things upon himself. And he said every time Jesus would stagger back 
he could see the pain on his face and then he would strengthen himself and he would come again and reach into my heart and pull another thing out and then he did the most beautiful thing in that room you can get my testimony online but in every room of the house he said there is no fear in this room for the presence of the Lord is in this room will you and I serve a God who's Rafa who makes the darkness turn into light we serve a God who can walk back through the past the present and the future and say I am the Lord who heals who cures who mends who puts you back together again hallelujah give him praise this morning and then King Jesus did the most beautiful thing he stretched out his hands it was a good thing he did this and he clapped them very loud and he said in such a loud voice let this be shut never to be reopened again. I'm going to tell you, other people may get, try to get back into your past. They may try to get back into things you've gone through. But Jesus said, I am the one who says when I shut a door, no one can open. Aren't you so glad for King Jesus and the power of the cross? I'm going to tell you this morning, in a dramatic church service, the Lord restored us. And 40 years later, here we are. But I want to tell you, you are healed to serve. You are healed to save others. Anything God has ever done in your life, don't leave it on the floor of the surgeon's table. Don't leave that reconciliation to the cross. Don't leave that experience with God at Malta. Don't leave that place that you've been and let it lie dormant there. He healed you. He raised you up that he could flow through you and heal and serve. Don't be intimidated. Don't be deterred. But let Jesus raise you up to use your pain to bring healing, joy. Jehovah Rapha is his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me say in closing this morning, that tree was symbolic of Calvary's. I prepare to pray for you. Just give me a moment. Calvary was the tree. The snapshot of that going into Mara. And we're going to pray with you. Praise and worship team, just come on up, will you? Just come on up. Someone just lift your hand and say, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We welcome you. May you give courage, Holy Spirit, to those who need prayer this morning. May you give courage. At Calvary, Jesus went with that bitter cup. In the garden, he said, please let this bitter cup, this mara, please let it pass, but your will be done, not mine. They put the stripes upon his back for healing. Jehovah Rapha, who was held in Mary's arm. Jehovah Rapha, who the shepherds adored. Jehovah Rapha, who the wise men came to see. Jehovah Rapha kneels in a garden, says, please, please, all, but don't make me drink this cup. It's bitter. But if I do, it's going to be for your will. God says, Jehovah Rapha is your name, Jesus. The world will be saved by you. As he hung upon Calvary, after the stripes went upon his back with 39 stripes for 39 root diseases, as they went upon him, the angels began to sing. I know it's my imagination, but I've got the mic. They began to say, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha is his name. He cures, he heals, he mends, he puts back together again. 
when the world saw him torn apart, he was saying, it will be my blood that will save them. It will be my sweat upon my brow. It will be that crown of thorns that will redeem me. You see, like a great twist in a movie you never saw coming, the healer spread his arms out and he yelled out, I thirst. And they offered him gall, bitter, bitter, Peggy, bitter, bitter water to his mouth and he turned away from it because he knew he would drink the bitter cup so you and I would not have to live in bitterness we would not have to live in rejection we would not have to live in disease and the Jehovah Rapha the son of the almighty God spread his arms out and he died and doctors have studied it you've heard it talked about he died of a broken heart as he hung there and I'm going to tell you for you and I he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed his name is Jehovah Rapha he cures he heals he mends he puts us back together again someone give King Jesus a praise hallelujah so today so today he cures, he heals, he mends, he puts us back together again. You won't forget that. What do you need from him? Maybe the pieces won't fit. I've been there. I don't understand how this, I didn't see this. How does this piece fit into my destiny? Maybe you're in a time of a desert spiritually, and God seems far away, and you really thirst. You just, you thirst for real living water. Maybe you feel like you're under attack today. Your business is under attack. Your body's under attack. I went through a severe attack, an attack that only intercessors know. Something I've not faced a long time. They're not going to give the enemy credit. But King Jesus showed up to kick that thing out. But I'm going to tell you today, by the grace of Jesus Christ, bitterness, he can heal. Relationship mending, his name is Jehovah Rapha. Low self-esteem, he can heal. He can mend. Jehovah Rapha is his name. If you need strength, Jehovah Rapha is his name. If you need peace, Jehovah Rapha is his name. If you're worn out by a thread, Jehovah Rapha is his name. He is the healer. Stand all over this place. I'm not trying to end in a powerful high note. Holy Spirit told me to follow him and I will right now right where you are I want you just to lift your hands toward him I want you just to lift your hands toward him I want you to thank him for salvation and build an atmosphere it's 1156 755 build an atmosphere of worship because the Lord the Lord is going to do some amazing things in this room today come on lift your hands and just worship him and thank him for who he is and what he's done King Jesus we worship you King Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, King Jesus. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yes, you are, Lord. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yes, you are, Lord. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I heal relationships. I heal your mind, your body, and your spirit. I am the Lord who heals you, says the Lord. Yes, you are. Keep worshiping him. Yes, you are, Lord. Yes, you are. I am the Lord who makes the bitter things sweet. I am the Lord who puts things back together again. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Just worship him for a moment. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus.